0: Minister Stephen Donnelly is in Wexford. He is here with us now at our outside broadcast in the Maldron Hotel. And Minister, good morning. Thank morning, you for Mary. joining us. As Anya was saying with Damien McCallion there, this could have been so much worse. Now you visited the hospital this morning. Who did you see and what did you see?
1: So I just come from the hospital and I we walked around it myself the hospital manager and the clinical director and can I just join Damien, first of all, Mary, in thanking everyone involved in the response. What we saw was an extraordinary response, both from our emergency services, from our guardie, from our ambulance crews, from the fire brigade, and also from the rest of the healthcare system. So right through the night, we saw patients being brought to Waterford, to Kilkenny, uh, to CHI in Dublin, uh, and to other hospitals around. The entire healthcare service responded. We had the ambulance service with, they have uh, the ability now to transport people in specialised critical care ambulances, all of that was deployed. And one of the things that the, the management said to me this morning was that the response from their staff, mm. from their teams, the response from the emergency services, the guards, the fire brigade, the ambulance crews was absolutely extraordinary. And I just want to, from my behalf and on behalf of government, just acknowledge and thank everybody, um, most importantly. Nobody, uh, there were no casualties, there were no fatalities, and it would appear, certainly, the information we have now is that no one was injured. None mm-hmm. of our staff were injured, patients, their families were not injured, which is a, a testament to the staff in Waterford, to the emergency services, and to the preparations, obviously, as Damien has said, mm-hmm. in terms of um, preparing for these events, which you uh, which you never want to happen. Within the hospital, there are areas which appear to have suffered some significant damage, obviously, on the fourth floor of the area affected. There is smoke damage. There is Mm. water damage. And and
0: crucially, this plant room, I think, where where a lot of key equipment is housed.
1: There's a plant room. And then, for example, there are pipes on the way Mm. to the critical care unit, which may have been cracked. And so all of that has to be uh, has to be looked at. In terms of the parts of the hospital that are affected, obviously we'll have to wait now for the experts to to, to say how how extensive the damage is. Um, but the the areas affected are substantial. The maternity areas, a lot of the inpatient beds. So the the area includes over half the inpatient beds in the in the hospital. Endoscopy, um, critical care and other areas the areas that were not affected include uh, emergency the emergency department some of the diagnostics some of the some of, some of the mm-hmm. uh, the day case but certainly there is a large part of the hospital which to a greater or lesser extent has been has been directly affected so knocked
0: this. out of action and from what you're saying knocked out of action for perhaps um, some considerable time
1: the hospital, they're already talking about the services that they can get back up and running as quickly as possible. Mm. Um, but there are areas, yes, there's no there's no question. Uh, certainly in terms of inpatient beds, uh, there's no question, but that some of that is going to take... Uh, Is time to 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 put back together That's, what we we'll, what yeah. we we'll need to understand in terms of damage damage to the mechanical systems the electrical systems and then any questions of course around the structural integrity of any, the floors you know mm. are, are we going to have to engage in some major rebuilding we'll we'll need to wait and see what the report uh, says
0: Minister can you reopen an emergency department if you don't have the capacity to transfer emergency patients to critical care beds and to wards.
1: No, you Mm. couldn't. An emergency department obviously needs a a lot of hospital support behind it. You have to have access to theatres, to diagnostics, to inpatient beds, to Mm. day case beds. A a maternity
0: ward could not be reopened without access to to critical care beds in in case of emergencies.
1: You you, you need access. You know, the the various Mm. services in in, in the hospitals obviously need access to the 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 more acute services behind them as uh, as you say so that's exactly what the team is is looking at now so there are five critical care beds in Wexford uh, they're in the same block uh, where the fire was though quite a bit removed from it and so they'll be looking at you know connections in terms of gasses and electrics and so forth so really we'll need to we'll need to wait and see what the the, the damage assessment is Certainly this, the the team in the hospital are now asking the, the mm. questions, what services can we put back in place as quickly as possible for the people of mm. Wexford?
0: You see, we don't have any timelines at the moment. This is going to put enormous pressure on hospitals already under enormous pressure. Hospitals in the immediate vicinity, like in Kilkenny, in Waterford, but also Dublin hospitals and further afield
1: yes it is so what we've seen is the maternity patients now are being treated in waterford that's going to put pressure on waterford the uh, paediatrics are being treated up in mainly in dublin now and in, in in chi kilkenny have taken people in uh, and and as you say we have a hospital system that is already uh, working to bring down the waiting lists working stretched to, bring, to the limit minister stretched yeah they they are there's no question um there is new capacity obviously going in place we're going to keep putting that capacity in place and one of the things that i've been working on and i I, minister james brown was with me this morning in the hospital and 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 other uh, representatives here is the future of wexford hospital because
0: Can I stop you and and say I'll come back to the future of of, of Wexford Hospital and the 96 bed unit uh, that both David Cullen and and, uh, Verona Murphy were talking about here earlier. What about the staff now? You have, am I right in saying about 700 staff uh, attached to Wexford General Hospital? I think
1: there's over 1,100 staff. 1,100. Yeah, what yeah. happens
0: to staff now?
1: Well, look, that, that'll be a matter for the HSC, obviously, to work through. I know the mm. local management team here and Damien, who was just talking to Anya and others, will be looking at, at exactly that. We still have patients in the hospital. Um, and so... The
0: they, 41 patients, I think, that they were talking about that may not now need to be moved on. W-
1: w- let's see. We we obviously need to leave that to the to the yeah. local teams and to the local clinical teams to make mm. a call. But there are... Um, patients in the hospital who were Mm -hmm. deemed to, you know, not be at risk. And Mm -hmm. so their their care has been continued. I know. And a
0: lot of staff this morning wondering, where do I show up for work? When do I show up for work? What can I do?
1: Yeah. And and those communications are in place. And actually, while I was there, a lot of the staff were, were coming into work um, they really have been uh, exemplary they really have been uh, extraordinary so all of those matters around who who needs to go where will be matters that the hospital right. will be working with staff on what what i imagine will happen is that a lot of staff um, will still be working in the hospital as you say we, we we may still have ongoing services there and then what the hospital want to do is try and open services in so far as possible mm-hmm. as quickly as uh, as possible and obviously the staff would be required for that
0: um you may say this is a matter for the hSE, but for people without patient appointments, what do they do?
1: Well, communications will be put in place, as I say, with the HSE, and and it will depend on a on a case by case basis i I have no doubt that where there are urgent cases, they will be seen they will be they will be seen in other hospitals and uh, I imagine there we inevitably I would say there will, ha- there will be some delays to the, to the non-urgent mm-hmm. uh, elective care.
0: And coming back to the future of Wexford General Hospital, what do you say to the people of Wexford?
1: The only conversation I've ever had and this government has ever had about Wexford General Hospital is continuing to invest in the hospital and grow the hospital. So already we've uh, added beds, um, the the capital plan contains uh, funding for the 96 funding and, and progress on the 96 bed ward but more than that on a new mri and a whole new mri facility uh, on upgrading theaters on upgrading the endoscopy uh, uh,
0: are facilities. they in the planning stage or are you promising them from now they're in the draft capital plan
1: the the, the 96 bed block uh, is happening but not only is it it's, happening,
0: the, it's eight years though in, in in the planning isn't it I, 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 it don't is. Know, I have no idea. I, I just read back on it this morning. I, I, 2015, I think, um, it was first mooted.
1: Well, fair, fair enough. All I can tell you is that it takes far too long In Ireland to build hospital beds, right? However, we do know from COVID that it's possible to do them a lot quicker. Mm. Kilkenny, for example, because of COVID, they got a planning derogation. They built a 72-bed block in nine months. It's state of the art. So, Is
0: is that your commitment on this 96-bed block?
1: I'm I'm on the record. We are committed to the 96-bed block. What I'm saying to you, Mary, is I'm not satisfied at the pace yeah. that these blocks uh, normally what take. What I'm
0: asking you is, is can you give people of Wexford any commitment on when they might see even the ground being opened to build this block? Well,
1: what, what I can tell you is, not only have I spoken to the hospital management today about putting that block in place quickly, and not only do we know where it's going to be, we were we were standing on the yeah. the area where the 96 bed is going to be, what I'm saying is, the commitment from me and from government is we're going to do it quicker than these things normally normally happen. And let, no, just let me, let me tell you why, right? So the plan for... Is, is the
0: money in place? Just, just, just tell me just that. bear with me. The, the, money. the money will
1: be there, yes. But, the but this, is, there. this is important, Mary. The plan in Wexford, they're basing it off the 72-bed block in Kilkenny. And what Kilkenny did was they got a planning derogation because of COVID. I'm talking to the Attorney General's office about additional planning derogations. And critically, they built it in nine months using modular build technology. And the team in Wexford are basing their proposals off the Kilkenny block, just bigger. And that's how we have to do these things in the future. It can't take years and years and years for appraisal and planning and tendering and then several years of building. So I'm working with with government colleagues and the Attorney General and the HSC in my department to say, we have to do this fundamentally quicker. And so what I'm putting together at the moment, and the Wexford block is part of that, Mm -hmm. is a rapid build programme across the country. And and absolutely, the, the beds in Wexford are part of that.
0: Minister Stephen Donnelly, thank you very much for joining us at her outside broadcast in Wexford this morning.